Welcome to the RumbleCast with Jimmy and Stephanie. Our guest today is from Polka, West Virginia. He's a dad, a husband, a fisherman, a fellow Bronco and automotive enthusiast and builder, and a heck of a nice guy. He's the first troubleshooting call when we can't figure something out in the garage. He's cleaning up in the local car shows with his beautiful blue-green 1970 Bronco. We're happy to have our good friend Jimmy Holly here with us today, which won't be confusing at all because we've got Jimmy and Jimmy. <laughs> our brother from another mother. Jimmy, thank you for being here. Hi, you're very welcome. Uh, you. uh, be casual and just talk about uh, talk about the same passion we share. All right. So... Uh, can you tell the listeners how you uh, came to love classic vehicles, how you became so knowledgeable, and uh, how you uh, became so great at uh, working on basically everything? <laughs> I don't know about great. It's a uh, jack of all trades, master of none. <laughs> uh, well, I guess I, when I grew up, my dad had a, a 68 Galaxy 500 fastback that sat in our garage from the time I was a kid until I was a teenager. <clears throat> ended up driving that car through high school and, you know, growing up with. <clears throat> I was, I think I was 14. Mom and I were uh, probably what turned me on to college. Mom, I wasn't a very good student at all. Hated school. Sorry, Stephanie. <laughs> no offense. Uh, that kind of thing. <laughs> Mom and I were at a yard sale in Winfield. And um, she found a couple of books you know, for sale, quarter piece. One was a 1969 model issue hopping up the old Ford. I started to bring that book. Do you still have it? I still have it. Cover's falling off of it, but I still have it. That's awesome. And the other one was an automotive encyclopedia. She, of course, she said, Jimmy, you want these books? And I said, well, yeah, well, I'll take them home and, and go through them. So I get them home. You got to back it up a little bit, I guess, on that Galaxy. That Galaxy sat in the garage for years and never ran. Dad had a brand new... Uh, 351 Cleveland put in it. His buddy, backyard mechanic, rebuilt this motor and put it in there and he get it run. So it sat there in that garage for the better part of my childhood, just as a, a pretty thing to look at. Yeah. You know. And I came home from school one day and um it's uncovered. He's gonna pull it out of the garage to, to sell it in one one of his garage space back. So I asked him, you know, Dad, what are you doing with the galaxy? Tell us, I'm gonna sell it. I said, Well, make me a deal. If I get it running, let me have it. Let me drive. I said, But if you get it running, it's yours. All right. So then another couple of weeks go by. Then we went to the yard sale and found those books. So that gave me the ambition to share tear to these books. And I got to uh, reading this, reading that 69 model issue, uh, popping up Bill Ford on how to tune a carburetor, how to time an engine. Rebuild engine. I mean, you can, that book tells you everything when, when it comes down to the Ford, small block or big block. So I get the number one piston up top dead center on the precious brick and popping the sugar cap off, and it's 180 out, 180 degrees out. So 14 years old, right? I ain't turning wrenches, taking the distributor out, turning where it needs to be, line everything up, hit the key, and the thing fired up. I mean, I about. Crazy, That's yeah. incredible. <laughs> yeah. Dad, dad works, he worked the swing shift like I do now. And, uh, about 10 o'clock in the morning, he'll only be in bed for a few hours. Slings the door open, you're rubbing the sleep out. He says, What the hell did you do? And I explained to him what I just told y'all. 
Amazing what your motivation is if you think you get to keep it. Yeah. <laughs> so how long did you drive that car for? Until I was 19. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, the frame ended up uh, where it sat in that garage all those years. It, condensation gathered underneath of it. The body was perfect on it, but the frame rod. Yeah. So I ended up, That's a shame. Yeah. I pulled the motor and transmission out of it, put it in a 70, 76 F100. And you know, I couldn't afford to drive it. Probably six or seven miles a gallon. I was making three thirty-five an hour working at the supermarket. Yeah. So I ended up selling the truck. I love that you started with books. Now we all watch YouTube videos to figure things out, yeah, right? That's right. YouTube <laughs> is my friend. Yeah. I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have to uh, get on eBay see if I can find a copy of that book. <laughs> yeah, I need to send you a picture of it. I, yeah. I, like I said, I started to bring it with me. Man. Walk out right. This it's sitting there on the shelf by the box. Yeah. yeah, I'll have to look next time we come over. That's such a great story. Uh, what drew you to vintage Broncos specifically? My dad again. Yeah, yeah, he had. A, I think it was a '74 growing up. Um, the funny thing, my first experience in a Bronco was me and my, my sister and I were sitting on the rear fender wells, going through Dunbar, didn't have a seat in the back of it, and um, somebody read a. I don't know if it was a, a streetlight back then or if it was in the stop signs at that. Four way, somebody ran out in front of him and slammed on the brakes and threw us up in the back seats. I, you know, the seats didn't lock in; they just <laughs> right. tore up. You know? <laughs> so I ended up shoving him up to the windshield. But he, he was six foot one, six foot two, pretty good sized fellow back then. And uh, man, he got mad, jumped out, and cussed that woman like I mean, he was ready to rip her out of the car, like jerk him off her head. <laughs> yeah, that was that's probably my first experience with one. I, always kind of had a little bit of a passion for them then. And you know, we took it off for a little bit. Played been playing the mud, just mainly hill climbing. Yeah. Close to grandma's place. Well now you guys have all these beautiful ones. We don't really take them off road. We need that experience. No. <laughs> They're too pretty. Famous for <laughs> but we make sure they can if ever need them. Yeah, absolutely. You can't even get to my hubs. <laughs> well <laughs> You're covered up. Don't need to, right? That's right. So uh, talk to us about your current Bronco uh, and uh, how how long did it take you to build it? Well, it took me, uh, I think, right around a year to go down to the frame, back together, back in the paint. Yeah. Um, it was stripped all the way to the frame. Every nut and bolt's been replaced. It's a 1970, right? 1970. 351 Windsor aluminum heads. I'm guessing around the 400 horsepower range. Plenty of power for a little, little Bronco. It's beautiful. And like, your wife, Amy, picked the color, right? She did. It looks beach ready. She gets compliments <laughs> everywhere we go. I know. I have to give her credit for the color. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. She's got good taste. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the most challenging part of that build for you? Was anything particularly difficult? Not really. I mean, it's, it's, you know, I've done, that was my sixth, fifth Bronco. So I've kind of learned a lot of ins and outs, do's and don'ts along the way. Now that was your first one with five speed, right? Yeah. 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 That that may have been the biggest challenge, just getting all the parts and, and learning how how all that stuff goes together. But are there any of them you've sold in the past that you wish you would have? Oh my gosh, yes. Yes. <laughs> I can answer that for you. <laughs> all of them. All of them. The uh I had a, a gold, what was it? Uh, gold pearl. It looked like yellow, basically about the color of that cup. But it was um, like a full, I, I bought that Mustang 
and pulled the Bronco out in the yard, covered it up wintertime, and the snow started sagging the, the top down on it. So I put it on eBay like, like a dummy. Probably didn't take long to sell. First day, I didn't put a reserve on it. Oh, and I just put a buy it now price. I didn't, this is 12 years ago. Sure. The market wasn't quite what it is now. Yeah. No, but it's, it was better than what I, I thought it was. Yeah. I didn't do my research. I just said, I got it's got to go. I think I had one from 12,000. And the guy showed up the next day with 10,000. I sent it with him. Oh. Wouldn't we like to find it and get it back from him now? We know where it's at. Yeah. Really? Where is it? It's in Parkersburg. The um, lady that runs the West Virginia, what is it, West Virginia Broncos group? Yeah. Her mother, her name's Brianna, I think, Paxton. Yeah. So her mother yeah, runs her. Bronco now. It's, it's, really? it's red with uh, like a ball stripe coming down the side of it. Yeah. So hope, I'm hoping yeah. to see it next month. Yeah. Up there having that big Bronco rally. That's, that's cool. And, and, you know, my friend uh, Troy Styler, he owns one in Pennsylvania that you used to own. So yes. That's, that's my old green one. Yeah. That's ironic. Tight-knit community. Well, it's yeah. nice that they're still out yeah. there. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, so going back, uh, t- you have a what is your Mustang? A '69 Fastback. '69 Fastback. All right, t- tell us the history of that one. Uh, I bought that one out of uh, Chillicothe, Ohio. I guess it's set since '93. I bought it in 2011 and um, stripped it down. You know, bare body basically. Um, went back with the. It was it was a pastel gray with. Some ugly, nasty stripes going down it. It's like they've been painted on the spray can. Multi, multiple layers. Yeah. Yeah. It, it took some getting off. Took some some work to get those off there. But uh, painted it grabber blue, uh, 351 Cleveland, four speed, new interior. Well, not new anymore. Five years old. But uh, need to get back on the road. I haven't driven in a year since I bought yep. another Bronco. Yep. Been busy. Got to prioritize all those. I know it, it's hard. <laughs> just not enough time. Uh, which build was easier, the Mustang or the Bronco? Easiest. The easier one was probably the Mustang. Yeah. Yeah, because it uh, it doesn't have a frame, so you, you can't really strip it down to the bare frame. That deal with the body. Um, it didn't have to have as much in depth panel replacement. You know, I had to do uh, quarter panel patches door patches in the corners, but uh, other than that, it's a pretty solid car. So sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, dream car. Oh, you know what that is. I, my- I know. But the, <laughs> the, the listeners don't. I know what it is. Yeah, my, my dream car is a 1970-71 Pantera. Di Tommaso Pantera. Yeah. If you don't know what it is, YouTube it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's worth a view. Yeah, there's uh, to me, that's a car that was ahead of its time. Yeah, definitely. I've only seen one at the Volo Museum that we went to when we were looking yeah. for them. It's not a car that you like see out on the road very mm-hmm. often. Did they not make a lot of them? No, I think they averaged around, I can't remember, but I think from 70 to 74, I think they only made like 5,000 of them. Yeah, not very many. No. And before that, it was the Mangusta. Mangusta, it's uh, the Dito designed that one. Yeah. Uh, it came out, I think, 68, 69. I can't remember. I have to look that one up. But um, the reason why he called, the, called it the Mangusta was uh, 
as mongoose. Yeah, him and Carol okay. Shelby had a big rivalry going on. So, you know, Shelby had the cobra. Yep. Mongoose cobra killer. That's what that's, that's where it came from. Yeah, oh, that's that's so interesting. Yeah. How much is it gonna be to get that dream car? What's mm. the price point on a Pantera? Looks like about your average cost for one that's running and ready to go is about a hundred thousand. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll probably never have one. Sell a few Broncos. Would you trade a Bronco for one? Oh. oh, man, it probably caused me a divorce. <laughs> so the answer is no. Uh, she's great. <laughs> um, yeah, blue Bronco is not bad. Well, would you it's, trade the Mustang for a Pantera? Absolutely. I tried to. Yeah. 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 I saw one. It's been, I don't know, six, seven years ago. I saw one on eBay, I think, for 60. Wasn't in the greatest condition. Probably worth sixty though. Yeah, I I contacted the, the owner, the seller, and um, I never got a reply. So I, I assumed he wasn't interested. Yeah. Well, if anyone listening wants to trade a '69 Fastback for a Pantera, <laughs> reach out to us. <laughs> That's good. Um, your best friend for both. <laughs> what would your advice be to someone who's just getting into the classic restoration process? We get stopped by a lot of young kids. You probably do too. Like okay. driving your Bronco around and. They might have something they're thinking of fixing up, but I would say don't be afraid to try new things. Get your hands dirty. Yeah. I mean, it's the only way you're going to learn is start turning wrenches. Get your coffee. The uh, popping up. <laughs> That's <is>. right. <laughs> I'm telling you. And also be patient, right? I mean, sometimes you guys put your heads together to figure stuff out. I love yeah. that you call each other if something's tricky and you can't figure it out. Or for yeah. parts. Sure. Parts. Yeah. yeah. I have a few uh, few scrap Broncos, if you will. Diamonds in a rough. I mean, you can mm-hmm. call it whatever you want, but yeah, they're good for parts and donor. Yeah, donor, donor vehicles. Yeah. So get your hands dirty, be patient, and find a buddy that also mm-hmm. likes to restore cars. Yeah. Enjoy. You guys meet people all over the place when you're. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's, you know, Jimmy and I both over the years, I mean, you just find more people. Hey, they're restoring the Bronco, and it's just instant yeah. connection, and you talk what the process is, what's what are the plans, engine, transmission, all that stuff? So you guys became friends over vehicles, right? Yeah, through yeah. a mutual friend. Sure did. Matt, give a little shout out to Matt. Yeah, Matt this yeah. Matt this romance us. connection. <laughs> yeah, Matt connected us. Yeah. That led to Broncos, Scott, and Dino, and uh, there's there's a lot of people, and this goes on. Yeah, yeah. It just keeps getting added to spreading across the country. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, what amazes me when you go to a car show and you have a Bronco, everybody, it seems like they'll pass by everything there. But when they see that Bronco, they always stop, take a picture. Uh, you know, just, well, I get the question asked a lot of times, is this the new one? Is this the new Bronco? Really? Yeah. This is 15 years old. <laughs> your paint and your wheels and everything else, I could, if you didn't know, I could kind of see that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like we went on that cruise this Sunday. Um, we stopped at the gas station. People wanted pictures with both. So, yeah. yeah, you can't really go in a hurry and, uh, you know, plan to get there on time because people are going to stop. Yeah. I mean, which is fun. That's they do the, draw uh, attention. Yeah. And you're always patient unless they say nice Jeep. And then, you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then you're less patient. Yeah, I've had that happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's simple mistake. For sure. Jimmy, one very important question. Um, this is going to be a tough one. Oh boy. Might be the hardest one you, you've had. Uh, what is the best song to listen to while driving a Bronco? 
Hmm. Well, I think uh, it probably would have to revolve around weather. You always want, you know, the sun to be shining. Sunny in seventy-five. <laughs> yep. I mean, uh, that was one of mine. Yeah. Yeah. It is a great one. It's a great feel-good song. I mean, we listen to a lot of Stevie Nicks, also. Oh yeah. 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 Gosh, big Fleetwood Mac fan. That's and Bob Marley. Yeah. Oh, that's a lot of Bob Marley. Yeah. I made a little video of your Bronco today. I sent it to the Beach Boys. It just felt right. <laughs> <laughs> a little beachy vibe. You like Amy run the playlists? While oh yeah. You're driving. Yeah, she she handles the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah do the same. Stephanie's yeah. uh, Stephanie's controlling the music, so <laughs> it all works out. We have several playlists depending on the the genre that we want. Yeah, gotta gotta have some eighties, some country, some rap on occasion. Yeah. Depends on where you're driving, too. If it connects yeah. to my phone, it's usually hooked up to some headbanging stuff. And yeah. She's turning it off pretty some, quick. Uh, Five-finger death punch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys will have to uh, combine heavy metal and Bronco driving sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes you just like to hear the exhaust, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Turn the music down. That's right. Listen to the rumble. Exactly. Oh. It's all about the rumble. Yeah. Well, we really appreciate you sitting down and sharing a little bit about your passion with us today, Jimmy. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Yep. Always a pleasure talking to you. And I uh, can't wait to see what uh, other adventures uh, bring about in the future. So and we'll go look I'll at the Cobra tomorrow. Uh, I, yeah, so before we, before we close, let's let's talk about that real quick. You mentioned it last night. Yeah, I didn't show you pictures of it, have I? Uh-uh. It's sent to you. Yeah, it's a... I mean, it's a factory five kit. Um, I thought you were trying to free up some garage space. Uh, this kind of just, it just came about. Just be prepared if you're getting into this. It's, it's an addiction. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes the vehicle finds you. Well, this one's mobile. So if, when I go to tear that barn down, I can go ahead and I can fire it up. I can put it in the garage. You know, Amy will have to park her car outside for a few, you know, week or two. Oh, boy. Or I'll just have to go. The grandma's go, yeah. grandma. <laughs> she has three bay garage not being used. Yeah, that's that's a beauty. That's, oh, yeah, that's beautiful. It's similar to the color that uh, Stephanie and I were yeah, for our next silver one. blue. It's so yeah. pretty. It's T5 uh, five speed transmission 302 with a Paxton supercharger on it. What year is it? 65. Usually, I mean, year I have no idea when it was built. Yeah. It's, it's a kit car. Um, it's modeled after after the '65 AC Cobra. Sure. Yeah, that's a beauty. It is pretty. Yeah, and I, I know the guy that, that built it. He's, you know, he was over maintenance at the plant. Um, I mean, he can turn some wrenches. Knows what he's doing. Yeah, you can tell it's a quality build. Why to get rid of it? He's he's gotten some age on him. Yeah. And he just just ready to part with it. Yeah, I think he's had it about twenty years. Wow. It's pretty. Well, then you'll have something else to bring to the shows to be cleaning up. What award did you win yesterday? Best four by four. Best four by four. It's cleaning up. I have to agree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, knock on wood, I've, I've kind of seemed like every, about every car show we enter, we win something. Yeah. You know, it's definitely a, an attention getter. It's beautiful. Thank you. All right. All well, right. Well, next. Uh, the next Rumblecast, we may have an update for the listeners on whether Jimmy gets the uh, yes, or not. Yes, stay tuned to see whether there's something else in Jimmy's garage. <laughs> yeah, if you want to make a donation, <laughs> you just let me know. <laughs> All right. This has been the Rumblecast. Thanks for listening. Please click like and subscribe.